This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Fish and Chips and the idiom Once in a Blue Moon. Hello, my name's Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to the 11th episode of our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct words to describe a semi-liquid mix of milk, eggs and flour. If you fancy getting stuck into a bowl of trifle. If you are puzzled by the idea of fish and chips and full English breakfasts. Then this week's proper English is just the thing for you. Now this week, we're taking a bit of a break from unpacking the complications and madness of English grammar and we're going to take a look at one of our favourite subjects, food. Mm, and we've just set foot in Spain, so we're really looking forward to trying some Spanish cuisine. Whereas traditionally, British food has a reputation for being, well, a bit bland. Vile calumny. <laughs> I think it's probably because we don't use much in the way of garlic and aromatic herbs in our dishes. But what we do have is good, simple comfort food that is particularly suited to the generally cooler British climate. So, what's the first thing you think of when people mention British food? It's got to be fish and chips, hasn't it? Fish and chips and mushy peas. Don't forget the mushy peas. You can keep them as far as I'm concerned. I'm not really a fan. No idea. Anyway, fish and chips became popular in the 19th century. Some say in Lancashire... Some say in London. Now, whether it was originally a northern thing or a southern thing is open to debate. Uh, but it's clear that the combination of deep fried fish covered in crispy batter became more and more popular right across the country. What kind of fish is it then? Cod usually, or haddock, sometimes hake, occasionally place, or even rock salmon, which is another name for dogfish, which is a species of small shark. <laughs> Cod remains the most popular choice, though. Although, with these uh, days of overfishing, mm. um, mostly uh, places are preferring to sell things like haddock. Uh, and that's great because my favourite is haddock because mm -hmm. uh, it has a particularly pleasant texture. Oh, I'm getting hungry. It was bound to happen. <laughs> mm. So how do we cook it? Well, traditionally, they were cooked in beef dripping and lard, but these days it's more common to deep fry in very hot, good quality vegetable oil. The chips are thick cut, not thin like French or Belgian fries, and the potato of choice is the Maris Piper. Mm. Yeah. The fillets of fish are dusted with flour and then dipped in a bowl of batter. What's in the batter, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ali. Mm -hmm. Ice cold water, or sometimes a cold fizzy beer, strong flour and salt and pepper. Or maybe some baking powder and vinegar with the water to create bubbles. Which are supposed to make the batter lighter and crispier. The consistency should be like a smooth double cream, a sort of semi-liquid mix. So, you've battered your cod fillet and allowed any excess batter to drip off. Then you put the coated fish in a frying basket and slowly lower them into the very hot oil for several minutes until the batter is golden brown. The fish inside should be steaming hot and soft and flaky. So you take them out of the fryer and put them on some kitchen roll to drain. Chips next. Some people blanch the chips. What? So what you do is parboil the chips for a few minutes to soften them up, then drain them 
and let them dry thoroughly. Ooh. And some people fry the chips in oil at a slightly lower temperature for a little while to obtain the same results, then put them to one side to drain. When they're properly dry and the oil is heated to a high heat, you put them back in for a few minutes until they're crispy and golden on the outside and soft and fluffy on the inside. Perfect. Hold on. What? What about the mushy peas? Oh, what about them? Well, you've got to have mushy peas with fish and chips. It's the law. Machek knows that. <laughs> well, you could buy it in and heat them in a pan, I guess. Or you can make them from scratch. If you must. So, anyway, to make mushy peas, you need to plan ahead, really. You'll need dried marifat peas, some baking powder, salt and pepper, plenty of water. You put the peas in a bowl with some baking powder and pour over enough boiling water to cover and then you leave them to soak overnight. Forward planning needed, you see. Mm -hmm. Next day, you drain the peas, pop them in a pan and cover them in cold water. Then you season them with a bit of salt and pepper. Then bring them to the boil on the hob, lower the heat and simmer until the peas have softened and become, well, mushy. <laughs> Awesome, with a dribble of mint sauce on top. Wonderful with fish and chips. Mm, I'm all right, thanks. <sighs> so, what do you put on your fish and chips? Salt and malt vinegar, always. Some people put pepper on too. Mm. I like to put mayonnaise on chips sometimes, which mm -hmm. is traditionally, it's a Belgian choice, that. Mm. And some people like a, a dollop of tomato ketchup. Not for me. I never like that stuff. <laughs> and finally, where to eat them? Well, by the seaside, of course. Wrapped in newspaper with lashings of salt and vinegar. The freshest fish is available there, isn't it? I guess so. But I remember that there was a chippy just round the corner from our house back in Sheffield that was perfect for a Friday night fish supper. And yet, yeah, to be honest, it's very rare that you would cook fish and chips yourself. Yeah, that's true. Somehow yeah. it's just too much effort, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's a takeaway food. It certainly is, and delicious too. In future episodes, we'll talk about Sunday roasts, shepherd's pie, full English breakfasts, and some of our favourite British desserts. But now, it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? This week's idiom is what we use to describe something that happens very rarely. We say it happens once in a blue moon. But where does it come from? Well... Apparently, people have been saying this for centuries, since the 16th century, in fact. Mm. And it was used then to denote an impossible, unbelievable event. Also, a blue moon is the name given to the second full moon in a month. Now, this happens every few years because lunar months and calendar months don't coincide. And so some years have 13 full moons instead of 12. Now, every few years doesn't equate to hardly ever... So perhaps there's another source for this saying. I reckon there is, as it goes. It's to do with volcanic eruptions, and in particular the spectacular explosion of Krakatoa in the 1880s, which threw a lot of dust into the atmosphere. And this can create amazing sunsets. And yes, you guessed it, sometimes it will make the moon appear blue. And because volcanic eruptions like Krakatoa don't happen that often, we arrive at the idiom once in a blue moon. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English, and I'm really hungry too. Fish and chips. Me too. <laughs> anyway, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And if you like what we're doing here, 
Please, tell everyone you know about us. The more the merrier. And don't be shy. Leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on Podbean. Or Apple Podcasts. Or CastBox. Or whichever podcasting platform you're using, so you never miss an episode. Or you can email us at properenglish. All one word. At sapo.pt if you have any suggestions for future podcasts. And if you have any burning English grammar related questions, you can ask us on Instagram or Facebook and we'll do our best to answer them. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English. Mmm, fish and chips. chips. <laughs>